Hello, I'm Marsha Ogden. Welcome to my podcast, Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. It's for anyone who's passed that milestone, like me by a long chalk, and who, like me, has realised that we could be on this earth for another 30 or 40 years. So let's make the best of it. Welcome to episode 14 of Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast. This week's episode is called Sharing Your Value and the reason for that will become evident when you hear my conversation with this week's guest, Chris Sissons. Now, Chris and I did chat on for quite a long time, so I've edited it down to about 26 minutes, I think, so I hope that's okay with you. We don't just talk about business and where Chris is up to these days, we talk about social media, we talk about your place in the community, we talk about how you can choose to be happy and about the fact that although we talk about living your best life and being your best self, that is quite heavily dependent on how we interact with others. So I hope you'll enjoy it. And if you're in the UK, I hope you made the most of that fantastic bank holiday weekend. Oh my goodness, when do we ever get weather like that of a bank holiday weekend? Anyway, before all that... Here's a handy hint. This is for people like myself who often make purchases and get home and think, Why the hell did I buy this? So, whenever you pick up an item in a shop and add it to your trolley or your basket, just stop for 10, 20 seconds and ask yourself the question, why am I buying this? And do I actually need it? Will I use it? Or is it just a bargain so I'm buying it? If you can't find a good answer, put it back. Let me know how you go on. It works for me. My guest this week is Chris Sissons. I know Chris as a professional storyteller and he helps companies to position themselves in their marketing by storytelling. Are you intrigued? I was. So I'll introduce you to Chris. And can you tell us, Chris, how you ended up as a professional storyteller? Oh, I don't, I don't know that I've ended up. That sounds a bit final. No, it sounds a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit wrong. <laughs> uh, I think it's possible to be how I began, I suppose, rather than how I ended up. It, it, it's always difficult to know where to start because life doesn't come in episodes you know you don't get you know chapter chapter 26 mm-hmm. chris the storyteller it doesn't <laughs> you know doesn't really happen uh and people have mentioned you know from time to time over the years people have mentioned uh storytelling as a as something that i seem to do well and i've not believed them i'm not sure that i believe them even now but uh, <laughs> uh it's, it's always a good idea not to believe anything anybody tells you 
I, I was made redundant in 2011 and that was after 30 years thereabouts mm -hmm. as a development worker working in communities looking at things like um, economic regeneration community planning uh, and then in the later years I was administering the budget for a nationwide uh, fund to support community projects mm -hmm. and I did that for eight years and uh, I came out of that and uh, applied for some community development jobs and I was told that uh, I'd been out of it for eight years and so clearly had forgotten everything that I ever knew. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you don't you you no. don't forget stuff like that. It's just that uh, younger people think that when you're getting old, you're losing it. Yeah. Um, but there we go. So I, uh, uh, but I went. To, yeah, I went to some meetings about uh, setting up your own business, and I like I like the idea, and I like the lifestyle. So I thought I'd have a go. Uh, set myself up in business, and then I thought, okay, what am I going to do? Right, I was going to say, but what, <laughs> what have I got to offer? Going to do? <laughs> uh, the, the, this is—I I don't recommend this as a way of going about it. I recommend that you go to the equivalent of Business Sheffield in your city and listen to them because they'll be very wise and they'll be able to tell you exactly what steps to take. Mm. Uh, don't do it my way. So what was I going to do? So I thought, well, I, I've, I've picked up all sorts of skills ad hoc as I've gone in community development. It's just working out how to, how to sell it. Uh, and I thought, well, and I'll add to my portfolio of skills by studying website design. Mm -hmm. So I did that. The second thing was <coughs> studying uh, marketing. And I started mm -hmm. to read about marketing. And I thought, a lot of this is very familiar. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of what I was doing, well, we didn't call it marketing back in the day in, in uh, uh, working in communities. We called it things like, uh, oh, I don't know, um, campaigning or um, communication or mm. pub publicity or, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I changed, I shifted a bit into uh, offering uh, marketing coaching. And and this moved yeah, well, into uh, you know, good. into the storytelling. So, so, so the uh, yeah, so uh, that got me into coaching in marketing, mm -hmm. and I I'm still a marketing coach. I, I, right. I, I've not dropped that. So the storytelling is uh, what I'm specialising in, simply right. because I've noticed as I uh, was going to network meetings in particular that uh, people are not generally. I mean, everybody tells stories. Mm -hmm. all the time but uh, generally speaking particularly when you're using stories in a, a, a formal way uh, you do need to think about how you structure them mm -hmm. uh, so that they're effective. Do you think um, that as you've gone through life your values have changed as you've got older have you always been a similar character or have you become less tolerant more tolerant or you know have you changed in a big way since you were a teenager or in your early 20s i don't i don't think it's value so much as perspective right mm -hmm. you, you just see things uh, on a great i mean i'm concerned about the things that i was concerned about i mean i was concerned about the environment 
before I went to university in the early 70s. You might remember <laughs> the Club of Rome and uh, the midst of growth. And, you know, and we were talking. I think at one point we thought the world was going to freeze, so we got that wrong. Uh, but, yeah, but you were concerned you. anyway. Um, <laughs> I think it's like uh, York 2000, this was a, in the um, early 70s, York 2000, and then Transport 2000, mm. uh, and the Conservation Society, which is before things like Friends of the Earth and Greenpeace. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so I've always had that concern, and my, uh, and, and this is one reason why I, put so much emphasis on community because it's it's, uh, it's when we work locally that we're more efficient in terms of energy and or uh, and caring for the environment mm-hmm. and it's when we had more and more resources over to the big global corporations that we uh, uh, that we you know they don't care about circumstances that we all live in and we, we can only care for our patch I would see my patch as being Sheffield as a whole <laughs> not necessarily the spot that I live in <laughs> but uh, you know, but it's where you're making uh, making some impact you do a lot no. of c- in the community for uh, business and, and personal on a personal well, well I, I see the business that I do now as being a contribution. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm also a school governor. Uh, that's my main local contribution at the moment. But yeah, it, it, it's um, so. You know, when I was younger, I wore badges and went on demonstrations, and uh, I was involved in the peace movement for for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was a Green Party activist. I'm still in the Green Party. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I don't really have time to put into all of that at the moment, but it's growing and getting stronger. So, um, you know, it doesn't feel like the quite the lost cause that it felt like uh, 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, so it's, it's more of a change of perspective than a change of values. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because as you get older, you begin to see the... Uh, the dynamic of a, of your life and how you know and how change has happened through it, and um, you know I I've got probably something like ten between ten and twenty years of active life left to me. Could be a bit longer. I obviously can't predict, but it just gives you a different perspective. Yeah, that's the whole Sorry? point of the of the podcast is that to recognise that that you know. We shouldn't be giving up. Should be like you, planning to be active for the next 10, 20, 30 years, because there's an awful lot that we still can do. But there are a lot of people mm. our age who are planning to retire, planning to do less, and think that it's you know, oh well, it's just the way I am. I've not achieved anything now, so I'm not. I, I can't achieve any more than I have already. And there's so much more you can do, whether you want to be in business or whether you want to help in the community or whether you just want to be a have a happier life. There are loads of things mm. that you can still do, um, and those are yeah. people who I, I want to get our message out to. I, I think the key thing for me now is uh, is compassion and I don't mean that in the sense of oh, I'm going to give loads of money to charities um, but just 
being alongside of whoever needs someone alongside of them and mm -hmm. being able to support them mm -hmm. you know, because we've been through you know we've been through life depending on when you, where you start counting between 40 and 60 years of uh <clears throat> you know of grappling with, with life and you know how difficult it is mm. uh and nothing you're going to say is going to make it any easier for people who are younger but you can be alongside of them uh, and it, i find it really frustrating because i i I am a member of a church, I'm a Methodist, and I'm a Methodist local preacher. And I find it really frustrating that uh, we see uh, pastoral visiting about younger people caring for older people. Mm. And it shouldn't be the other way around. It should be, uh, the pe yeah. uh, I call it reverse pastoral visiting, where, yeah. where, okay, the older person can't get out for whatever reason, but a younger person can visit them mm. and receive from them. And I'm sure in many past uh, of those types of relationships, it doesn't just happen in church, uh, the, the, the flow is, is two ways. Mm, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah. but, we're, but what we do is we tend to leave older people in isolation. So loneliness becomes an enormous thing for them. Mm. And uh, we don't see the the uh, the immense value they could offer if they only had the opportunity to offer it. Yeah, if someone would just ask them their opinion and and ask for help, then people love to talk, don't they, about their experiences? Yeah, or, or, or just to, to talk it. Yeah, through. Sure. I mean, some will be better at it than others, and mm. uh, you know, you, you've got to find your language um, as, as, as you know as an older person, yeah. and it may be, you know. Uh, I mean, one story I heard was um, a, a, a woman in her seventies had this vision, and she says, "I'm going to sit in the foyer of the church every Monday evening." And her friends thought, "There's no way we're going to let her sit in that foyer of the church on her own. We better join her." Yeah. <laughs> so, so they ended up with three or four old ladies sat in the in the porch knitting, right? And uh, and the young lads uh, passing by saw these old ladies sat in the yeah you know, it was sort of in their glass fronts or something yeah uh and they came in to find out what they were doing uh so they talked with them and discovered that for some reason that's a mystery to me uh young men are in desperate need of fantastically colored socks um i i, I suspect they put them on the feet so so the ladies started knitting them socks right uh, and then when they got these lovely socks all their mates wanted them as well yeah. so yeah. They, en they ended up with <laughs> all these great hulking yeah. teenage boys going <laughs> along going but you know it, it was a, a grandmother grandson yeah, I, mean, I mean nobody could have planned that no 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 but i think if it's both ways, isn't it? If people just give each other the opportunity of having a conversation rather than sort of, oh, well, she's ancient, she can't put, uh, we've got nothing in common. Or, oh, he's, he's so young, he won't be interested in anything I say and I'm not interested in, I don't know anything about being a 16 year old these days. We tend to just sort of dismiss it instead of talking. And like you say, you'll find a common ground and it, it will be of huge interest to the other person once you once you find that common ground. We're, well, we're losing. If we're not careful, we're losing the art of conversation. 
because mm. uh, uh, I mean it beats me how you have hold a conversation on social media and it, it's uh, you know, it's like people are all in a bubble and you might have an exchange but the bubbles float away and mm -hmm. disappear yeah. into the ether and there's something compelling about meeting face to face and yeah. you know, seeing the whites of their eyes. You exactly. Know. <laughs> There's a lot of what they call keyboard warriors, aren't they? They're very brave when it's just a writing a typing a comment, but they wouldn't know how to construct a, an argument mm. or a, a case for the defence. And, and saying things face. that you wouldn't dream of saying in a conversation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because it doesn't feel like you're really talking to somebody. You're just mm. putting stuff in and see what yeah. comes yeah. back. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you're not picking up the um, you know the gestures, the body language, the intonation of the voice, or you know all those things. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, yeah, you know, using humour on social media is an absolute trap. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's so difficult because you write something. And you think that's hilarious, and you press send, and and everybody takes it incredibly seriously. Yeah, I think, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can't hear. They can't hear how it's meant to be delivered, can they? Oh, they just misinterpret yeah. everything. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, can I ask you a question? It's something I ask all of my guests on the podcast. What if you were to meet teenage Chris? now and he could see you now what do you think he would be proud of that either that you've achieved or that you are and what do you think he would say mm, i wish we'd done that differently uh yeah i i suspect he would be somewhat disappointed um you know, i i don't have a family i'm a i'm a single person um and he may find that disappointing uh i don't mm -hmm. uh, i'm i'm happy as as things are i've, mm -hmm. I've dealt with that years ago but right, uh, right. i know he you know he, he would uh, he was hoping for that sort of thing at that at that age yeah and also he thought he was going to be a scientist and uh you know he wouldn't have uh anticipated 30 years of development work Right. Uh, I mean, I might have, uh, I might have persuaded him to uh, go down a different road in terms of the science. Um, mm. And uh, you know, the, I can think of a, a decision point I made way back where I opted for, for studying human genetics instead of uh, the genetics of buttercups. Right. And uh, and I've often wondered what would have happened if I'd chosen buttercups. <laughs> <laughs> Ranunculus. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, so uh, changed yeah. from being a teenager. Then your you, life took you a completely different route to what you might have thought of. And yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, it, 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 it was uh, little meetings and things that changed direction. I mean, the, the, my best friends came out of that decision to study human genetics, which failed in about a year it didn't go anywhere mm. but uh, I've half a dozen really good friends that I made or began to make during that year yeah, yeah. Uh, and they've been lifelong friends from that point onwards so, so you did it for um, a year you did study it for a year did you oh yeah, yeah yes yeah. yeah 
Yeah, I, I, I just was never cut out to be a research scientist on the top of the patients. I mean, right. I mean, I admire scientists because the, you know, the, the attention to detail to get an experiment to work mm. and so that it repeats the, you know, the, the results and uh, is reliable. I mean, it's, it's colossal. I just couldn't do it. I yeah. Wasn't. yeah. I, and I, I still couldn't do it now. So if I told him, if I told my teenage self that, I'd be very disappointed mm. to discover it himself. Yeah, it's not a regret though, because you know, you, it wasn't for you in the end. Well, that's right. Well, I mean, I was very introverted as well, which, uh, well, still am. There is no way that that teenager would have chosen to be a development worker because he was a very much a withdrawing character. And it's, a, you know, and it's hard work um, being able to step out and encounter people and mm. relate to them yeah. when you're when your whole being always wants to withdraw. But, yeah. you know, we all, we all learn how to act the part mm. as, we get, yeah. Yeah. as we get older. Yeah. You, now, you can see sort of the way you went suits you very well and you're happy. You don't, as Chris, at your yeah. age, you, you're into everything, aren't yeah. you? Well, well uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, people talk a lot about happiness, but I... Um, I can't remember when it was. It was several years ago. And I thought, well, I can be happy or unhappy. Hmm. I you might choose. as well choose to be happy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, what's the point of tormenting <laughs> yourself any longer? You know, I mean, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, you've got to decide, are you going to be happy or not? Mm. And, you, and, you know, and, you might, and your answer might be, well, you know, if you knew all the crap that I to deal with day in day out yeah yeah ultimately are you going to be happy or not yeah exactly <laughs> how you, you know, the importance it, it, that you're going to give to that thing isn't it you know you can't still be blaming failure on a bad childhood or a bad school or not doing well in exams the good news is it's going to be over <laughs> <laughs> yeah. before you know it it's finished <laughs> so so you've got that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, uh, so are, are, are you going to enjoy yourself between now and then? Or yeah. are you going to sit around being miserable about the past or, or worried about the future? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that is the choice that you have, isn't it? In yeah. The end. Yeah. The, the other thing is, is, this is not about, you know, it, it's not about selfishness. It's not about, okay, I'm going to be happy. I'm gonna eat drink and be merry until mm. i drop dead that's not the point because ultimately it, it it's about relating to other people it's it's about building that sense of mm -hmm. community i think that is the missing strand in what in the stories that we tell ourselves mm -hmm. uh, today we we you know i've listened to loads and loads of business stories uh, i do two meetings a month most months where a business person tells a story and a few of us around the table mm. uh, discuss it with them. And, you know, and we spend about an hour on that. So that, yeah. that's a great positive thing. But I've also heard loads and loads of other stories through um, you know, business network meetings and, mm. and, and read them online and stuff. And so many stories are about me uh, and my story. 
on one level, there's nothing wrong with that. It's stuff that we can work with. And very often, as I said earlier, people need to hear those stories. Mm. But I would love to see more stories about uh, reaching out to others. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard anyone tell a love story. Right. You know, a story about how they found mm -hmm. a significant other person in their life. Yeah. When people tell their life story, do they need to be the hero of it? And it's almost as if we live in a society where we're, we're, we're all in a bubble and we've, we've all got to you know, fight for our, you know, our own individuality. Mm. But actually, we, we are dependent on one another. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that you want to promote? Is there any website or book? The main thing that I'm promoting is uh, I do have a coaching offer uh, and that is to help you uh, put together 12 stories uh, about your, well, not necessarily about your business, but 12 stories that you can use in promoting your business in various ways. So there might be some personal stories in there, and uh, but also stories about products and services and your markets and mm -hmm. various other aspects of, this, of, of, your, of your business. And the, the idea is that you write one story a week. I mean, it could well be a story that you're going to, in real life you're going to speak but it, it's just that the idea is that that discipline of uh of producing a story each week it helps you to learn how to find stories how to tell them and also how to how to share them because we can look at you know okay we, you found all these stories you've worked on them now get them out there and share them with people and see see what sort of response you get right and, and so, we can find uh, all that detail so, on the markettogether.uk. Uh, well, well, if people are interested in that, the best thing is to contact me. I, I am developing a web page for it. I, I'm not going to just sort of set it, you know, because it's a coaching relationship. I, I want an initial conversation with right, people sure, beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and if, if, they, if you live in Sheffield, I'm looking for storytellers for telling stories, making business, and that is a, a free it's a, a free offer. You you come along, you tell your story, and you also get lunch because I think you know as the storyteller you're putting in the preparation mm. and you you're contrib Ooh, contributing so the story. Lunch. So uh, <clears throat> you you earn your keep. Right. Can sandwich. I just ask about that though? <laughs> is it just for business people? Or is it for anyone who would like to develop the art of storytelling? It's for business people in the sense that the assumption is that you're going to use the story in business. Mm. Uh, but, but, I mean, anybody's welcome to come along. Well, as you said, we're all, at our age, we've all got plenty of stories. It's, it's knowing where they are and pulling them out and developing Yeah, it's fi finding them. Um, just remains for me to say thank you very much, Chris, for giving up your time this afternoon. And mm -hmm. I hope to see you again soon. Here's a handy hint. I don't know why I'm telling you this in the middle of summer. I should save this one for winter, really, and the dark nights. But if you have young children or grandchildren staying with you, or if you're a bit wobbly in the dark yourself. Put a dab of glow-in-the-dark paint on the tip of a light switch to help you to find your way, probably to the toilet, in the middle of the night. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast is created and produced by me, Marsha Ogden, 
and it's available across several platforms, so please keep listening. There are relevant links below in the show notes, along with links to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a line at marsha at gurgleit.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-I-A at G-U-R-G-L-E-I-T dot com. Or just leave a voice message on here with details of your topic. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Oh, P.S. Can you do a P.S. on here? Well, I've done it anyway. Don't forget to send in any hints and tips, life hacks that you want to share with us. Just record your voice message at www.anchor.fm forward slash ddl50 forward slash messages. I still can't say it. See you soon.